Hello and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to spend the next 90 plus minutes hanging out, talking about Xbox, lots to get into, some breaking news, or I guess some small news. I don't want to say it's breaking, uh, but regarding the uh, the partnership with a new AI company that is going to be incorporated into Microsoft's, uh, you know, Xbox Game Studios titles, making the characters, the NPCs more lifelike. We're going to get into, uh, I you know, I know I, I had uh, pegged it as IGN versus Xbox. Uh, we're going to have to, we're going to, we're going to widen the conversation about the gaming media because there is something to be said about uh, Xbox potentially uh, being punished in the review game uh, by several of the big uh, conglomerates out there because, well, they don't like consolidation. And if your name isn't Sony PlayStation, well, then it's not good. Uh, and listen, you know, take it for what it's worth. For the 90 miniature here, folks, you're going to see my gameplay of Modern Warfare 3. I am 12 hours and 26 minutes into the campaign. I believe I'm either at the last mission or the second to last mission. I am absolutely having a blast. They did some different things outside of your standardized, uh, you know, modern warfare campaigns where you just, it's just a movie that just keeps running and you play in between. Uh, they have these, these missions or these levels where they drop you in and you are, you know, you have to do like certain tasks. You're by yourself. You're not with a crew. And some of those tasks are, you know, stop a bomb from exploding uh, you know, hack this computer to find where the money man is. Uh, there's, you know, destroy these three helicopters before they go. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I, I saw a lot of people like, oh, no, it, 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 it's like it's like Warzone. I don't like it. I absolutely love it because what it does is it, there are these orange boxes that are placed all over the map. And there are equipment all over the map that you can find. You got to go looking for this stuff, which is why I have almost 13 hours in on a campaign that people are saying are three to four hours. They are lying. They are lying through their teeth. There's no way you're beating this game in, in four hours. Absolutely not. Um, but what it does is you find all these different weapons and you change your loadout on the fly. And some of the guns I found, you know, it's, it, I mean, again, it is like, I, I, I'm assuming, because I don't play Warzone, so I don't know. But there's, you know, there are different, there's blue weapons, there are purple weapons, there are gold weapons. But what you're doing in this board that's very, very similar to, like, uh, what you do on Far Cry, which I love Far Cry games. I know if you don't, then you're definitely not going to like it. But that's, I like it because it's like kind of like Far Cry. Um, but we'll, we'll get all into that. Um, and we have a couple of other stories. Again, some smaller stuff that we're going to get into. But it, it did make the rounds on, on social media. So we're going to talk about it. But before we get into it, I uh, just want to say once again, a big thank you to the community that reached out specifically the week. But uh, on Friday, wishing Mrs. Boom a very happy 53rd birthday. And of course, like I said, on social media, I was able to find and deliver all uh, 12 people that won. And that's a huge, huge, that's a huge weight off my shoulders because that's always my biggest uh, concern is getting the prizes to the people, and everyone got theirs. But Dave, good morning, kind sir. You got a chance to sit down with um, 
Jez Corden. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know that that is available for everyone to check out. Very, very interesting stuff. Jez is a really good dude. And we get to learn a little bit behind the scenes of what makes Jez Corden tick. But also, mm-hmm. I wasn't there last night, but I heard you had an amazing show on the on, on your on your Sunday evening show with Retri called the Gamers Council Podcast. How are you feeling, sir? I'm feeling really good. It was a great show last night. I uh, strongly suggest everybody get a chance to to watch the replay because uh, Dirt and uh, Tony from Plume Network uh, they uh, they weren't held back at all. Let's just say that we we had, we had a lot of fun. But uh, but man, we've got some great topics to get into today. And uh, I know uh, Fuzzy has become the spicy one lately, and I have a feeling. Look at him; he's he's, he's already with the spice. He's trying to hold it in, but I feel it coming. Well, listen, uh, we're we're here for the spice, folks. But you're here for you. You what you're here is for real accounts, uh, not politically motivated shenanigans, which the beginning media has been. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to get into it. Where I have some pointed. And again, this is not me versus IGN because they can give a shit about who I am. I am small potatoes. That's fine. Um, and, but I, I, am, I am not going to say, stay idle uh, and not tell them about themselves because uh, what you see in front of you is far from a four. Is it a 10? No. Is it going to be my game of the year? No, Fuzzy. Is it even going to be in my top 10? Probably not. But at the end of the day, it's all about the fun factor. And if you like Call of Duty, well, then you're probably going to enjoy this regardless of what the media, who has an agenda. Listen, the media has an agenda, folks. Wake up. Take your heads out of the cloud and realize that the money man that is pulling the strings for the gaming media is PlayStation. And all of these, they are limping. They are limping right now. They're wounded. They're a wounded animal. And guess what, folks? I'm sorry to say, not to be a D-bag about it, they're probably not going to come back. Uh, Are they going to go out of business? No. How long they have in first place? I don't know. But I can tell you this right now, they are a wounded animal. They are leaderless, and they have no direction on what PlayStation is going to look like. So if you have been waiting for a market leader change, expect that to happen in 2024. But with that said, Fuzzy Belvedere, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Glad to be here with you guys. Thanks to everybody in the chat for uh, tuning in to watch us. Man, it, it's it's funny how IGN can you know say that they're not biased and and they're fair, but yet the same segment that they're showing their their shows is sponsored by Spider-Man too. Yeah, yeah pretty good. That. But yeah. <laughs> But we'll we'll definitely get into it. I, I can't wait to talk about it and hear what your guys' thoughts are as well. But uh yeah, there's 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 some nice stuff to discuss this Monday morning or Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into it. And folks, we're, we're gonna we're gonna open up with uh the, what you see on, on the thumbnail, and that's the fact that IGN, uh, in my opinion, is you know, you can call it revenge, you can call it, you know, political statement. I, I don't care what you call it. But I'm going to call it like I see it. The bottom line, folks, is I'm all about evidence. I'm all about bringing you, the listener, documentation in the form of actual things so you can then say, well, you know what, boom, maybe maybe you're on to something. Or maybe you disagree even further. It's perfectly fine. No one has to agree. But I'm going to paint the picture for you. So this year, in 2023... 
one of the games that was reviewed by IGN, or they review a lot of games, Forspoken was given a six. Now, Forspoken does a lot of things wrong outside of being a buggy mess and literally broken. Um, you know, the, uh, but I'm not going to get into the, the political ramifications of what that game was because I have several friends in the community, several podcasters in the community that were very disturbed by the way that the character was, uh, you know, uh, shown off or, you know, depicted, if you will. Um, so that was given a sixth. So, I, so, okay, that's at the beginning of the year, right? Well, let's just talk about a game that just released, Quantum Era. Quantum Era, uh, we knew that it seemed like vaporware, but it actually released exclusively on the PlayStation 5. And IGN, well, IGN gave it a 5 out of 10. And it almost seemed like when you read the review, and I'll go get my phone in a second because I actually have the picture there while we talk to Fuzzy and, and, and Web Dave about this. And it almost seemed like they were apologetic towards the developer for releasing this game, and I and you know what the, the they 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 painted an ex uh, you know a target on their back when they decided to go with the console war shenanigans in order to get you the PlayStation Five community to buy their game, uh, and I thought that that was disingenuous then, and it turns out the game isn't that good. So that game was a five. So let me paint another picture for you. Now listen, if you think that I'm wearing on this mohawk a tinfoil hat, I'm not going to argue with you. But I'm going to present the facts, and you, the jury, are going to make the decision. Okay? So we learned that one of IGN's leaders, Dan Stapleton, and we know that he has a problem with Microsoft as a company. We know that he has a problem with Xbox as a platform because he told us so. And in, in, in a tweet that was Heard around the world, he said, very pointed, that if Bethesda games like Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield are Xbox exclusive, there will, capital W-I-L-L in his tweet, be ramifications. Now, he is the head of when it comes to, the, he's a review editor. He's the, he's the guy, folks. So you can do a review, and if he wants to put his Dan Stapleton on it, well, then he's going to do that. So let me just read, just for shits and giggles for you folks, what the last three Xbox-owned IPs scored. Starfield got a 7. Can anyone raise their hand here in the, in the classroom that suggests that Starfield is one point better then for spoken like are we serious okay so forza motorsport given an eight almost every time that game comes out it's a master class uh, uh review uh, it's a master master class reveal and it's reviewed well ijen gave it an eight do i think it's an eight absolutely not i think they, they you know that's the xbox tax Let's let's shave off a point. The game is really good. We give it anything less, people are going to scream from the high heavens. So we'll give it an eight, but we won't give it a nine because you know it's they own they own Activision. We're, we're going to make we're going to punish them. And this is this is the one. You you're seeing the gameplay, folks. You saw the gameplay 
on on Fridays, breakfast at Boom. Throw one in the chat, folks. If you are playing this game right now, is it is is this game worse than Ghost? Because I know as a as a law as, as a loyal Xbox as um a Call of Duty player, I've played and beaten all of them. The only one I you know what let me let me rephrase that. The only one I haven't played was Vanguard because I was like, yeah, just nothing in my bag. When it comes in the Game Pass, I'll play through it and beat it. But Ghost, folks, is considered unanimously almost from anyone that you talk to that it's the worst of the Call of Duty campaigns. Is this worse than a ghost? No, it's not. Not even remotely close. And if you really want, again, shout out to Risk It for the Biscuit, who put up a video talking about the same thing on Twitter or X, and it was phenomenal. It was very, again, if you don't like cursing, don't listen to it, but, you know, he is who he is, and we love him for it. I love when he curses because that's just who Risk It is, right? Uh, and he said this literally the same thing. If this is not worse than Ghost, and Ghost got an 8.0, this should get an 8.1. Right? Okay, fine. So what we're, what we're suggesting from IGN, right? Huge conglomerate, Fuzzy, is that Call of Duty is a 4, but Quantum Era is a 5. Now, I know that I looked up their standards because if you go to the website, you can actually find out what their, uh, you know, what their standards are. And it almost seems like their standards are pretty much whatever they want them to be. Because I was always taught, and I go all the way back to the EGM days, folks, that a game that gets a four is broken. It's glitchy. It's not working. I haven't had one bug. Now, granted, this isn't going to be game of the year for me. Is it the greatest Call of Duty uh, campaign of all time? No. But you know what? I'm having a freaking absolute blast with being able to take these levels they draw me in solo and handle my business however I see fit. You want to go in loud, you start shooting the hell out of everything. I'm more of like, I'm going to just snipe the shit out of everybody, shoot people in the head, and try not raise any alarms and finish it like that. And that's why I got almost 13 hours in because I take my time. I look for these weapons. I was like, these orange boxes, I've never seen this before. What the heck? What is this? And I, the first time I got like a Gatling gun, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Listen, you don't have to like it. You don't have to love it. No one's, I'm not capping for Activision. They're a billion dollar company now with Microsoft. They don't need Boomstick's help. I'm telling you that I'm having fun with it. But I want to circle the wagons, folks. And I really want to focus on IGN and the gaming media because I think what is happening is going to be a trend that you're going to have to get used to. I don't care how good a game is going to be. It is going to be, it's going to be punished. And there's going to be two taxes. The Xbox tax, because it's not PlayStation. That's number one. And or, hey, you own too many things. I'm a, a, a journalist and I have a voice and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about yourself. That's the other point, that, uh, a part of the question. But, again, maybe I'm wrong. What, what do you think, Fuzzy Belvedere? Am, am, I, am I wearing my tinfoil hat too tight? No, I, I don't think so. And, and here's some of the stuff that I always look at. Like, when it came to Starfield... 
the thing that boggled me was, okay, it's a seven. You may not like it. Every game is not for everyone type of thing. But when you go that extra mile to have all of these guides and, you know, tips and tricks or, or cheat codes and, and build guides and things like that to the point where you're, you're farming the engagement to get people to the site, to see all of this other stuff in discovery type of deal. It, it, it comes across disingenuous. Give it a nine. People talk about it on your site for maybe a day or two, give it a seven the conversation keeps on going months later afterwards, as far as people not really understanding why you gave it a seven as opposed to an eight or a nine or what have you. Oh, by the way, while you're here on the site, here's all these guides and things. Like if anybody out there in the gaming space can show me when IGN gave a game a seven and went that extra mile for guides and cheat codes and things like that for a game, I'll wait. I'll happily wait. And and I'll I'll, you know, admit that I'm wrong. But show me, like, even Fallout 76. We all know that, that came out broken. We all know that that one had issues. Did they go that extra mile to do all of those build guides or, or all of those things that people are going to be looking for to, as far as playthroughs and such? No. Show me any game that they've bothered to give that low of a rating that much effort on the back end of things as far as talking about the game. Now, moving over to, like, when it comes to Call of Duty, it, it, I'm not a fan of reviews where it's not like it, it, a lot of reviews these days seem like, well, they'll claim that it's only for that game in its instance, but yet there will be references in the review to previous titles, which I'm okay with referring it or comparing it to previous titles. But if that's the case, the drawback usually comes into play where the person that reviewed it, you know, a previous version of that two or three years ago might not be the same person reviewing it today. So you're getting a different perspective and it makes it difficult to quantify that person's rating system versus the other, since it doesn't seem like they follow a standard protocol of how things are compared. Like if like per, there are a lot of good reviewers out there that go into detail as far as visuals, audio gameplay, fun factor, things like that. But it doesn't seem like all of them seem to follow that same, you know, pattern as far as for comparison's sake. And it, it makes it even stranger or less of a coincidence and seems more intentional when you have like those video segments that happen to be sponsored by the competing platforms, you know, number one game at this time. So, and, and, and to have, you know, some of the people on uh, that staff say things like, oh, well, if, you know, Spider-Man 2 isn't given a nine, you know, there'll be problems kind of thing. And it's like, OK. And then you see the the influx of cash from Sony for advertising that game. It, it almost seems like, hey, we need it's not that they need to toe the line, but it, it, it removes that impartiality that should be there. There, there's no question. I don't care how much you want to say you're a genuine person and that you can't be influenced by, you know, gifts or things along those lines. There's always going to be some semblance of of uh, influence from that other party, whether it's through advertising dollars, key codes, things like that. And we've seen where, you know, if PlayStation, if you give something a bad enough review that's from their first party or one of their main, you know, third party advertising uh, deals that they have, you're not getting any more codes. And you've seen that with some of those outlets that will tell you each and every time, yeah, we didn't get a code because, you know, this review for, you know, 
a game from four years ago or whatever the case may be. But it it just it feels weird where you have a game which shout out to Quantum Error for being the only dev out there to use that blow on the microphone feature for a PlayStation 5. Like talk about gimmicks on a on a controller. That one, everybody was like, oh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And nobody, not even first party, uses it. But these guys use it. But it's almost like they had to use that to make it more of a, 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 a draw as far as the game itself. And it, it, I haven't played the game, so I can't speak for how the game plays and whatnot. But just looking at it overall, it doesn't seem, and, and from even early trailers, even though it's a UE5 game, it didn't seem on the level of what we are expecting out of a UE5 game currently. But all of that aside, it gets rated a five. People have said, it's not that great of a story or it's got certain issues here and there. But yet you have a Call of Duty where it's a AAA title. Sure, I can understand it not being live or living up to what some people may expect out of a Call of Duty. But if it's not the worst one in the series, graphics are on point. The, the controls are on point. The story might be a little bit of a, a, you know, phoned it in kind of thing, let's say, for as far as how some people see it. But is that a four? Like in, in my mind, anything below a five has major issues where it's not going to say major, but has some issues where it's either game, game breaking bugs or some sort of progress blocks or things along those lines. So for me, once a game has like any, you know, progression, you know, drops or anything like that. I, I, if I was a review, I would dock at a point and to believe some of these, um, you know, studios, like perfect example, when it came to Jedi survivor, everybody gave that a nine or a 10 in the sense of, okay, it's a star Wars IP, a beloved IP, but it's from EA. And we know their track record one with star Wars titles and how it takes them almost a year sometimes to get them running. Right. But you could just look back to battlefield 2042 or even Anthem for that matter. I think I guess uh, the Avium thing didn't come out until afterwards. But who was a reviewer out there that took EA's word that they were going to fix it with a day one patch and not make it noted? Where like I, I would, I would. My request is that reviewers take it where it's like okay, if there's a day one patch, until that day one patch is the seven, you get the day one patch correct, then it'll be the nine that it should be. But as it stands right now, because of X, Y, and Z issue on either this platform being PC or this platform being console, it's it's a seven all day long until that patch comes into play. And that I think that's the way it should be. But then again, I understand that they can't build up that backlog of reviews where they have to go back to stuff that they've already done. It's like, be first, get that out there, get it where you get as much views and eyes and clicks and, and, and whatnot and engagement on that from as early as you can. No one really cares a week later or two months later type of thing. But it just, it feels like, the review group or review uh, the gaming media and to some extent is causing the problem where they're rewarding bad releases because of day one patch promises. And then there, it seems like they're, they're overly critical on a title in comparison to what's out there now, or even what's been in the, uh, the previous series of that, that particular title. But I don't know. I, I I just I've I've come to the point where if it's not a review from like people within my my friends group or as far as what they're playing on Xbox or playing on PlayStation or playing on PC, I could give two 
craps about what the, a reviewer thinks about it, but it just the, the part of that reasoning being is that there is that inconsistency and it seems like whether you want to call it bias or just more than coincidence, um, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat of a leaning towards one particular platform over another. It, it's turned me off from even wanting to bother with IGN and other establishments that are along those same lines. But I've, I've rambled enough time to give. No, no, no. And- we, 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 listen, this is what you're here for. This is a conversational podcast. And we're going to we're going to talk it out. Right. No one's going to be uh, pointing the finger at anyone. We can all have different opinions. Indeed. I want to do a, a quick shout out. Paris Lilly. Uh, obviously, you know him from XCast. Good friend of the community. I would even dare say great friend of the community is in the chat. Paris, welcome, brother. You're always welcome here. Uh, if you want to jump on, DM me. We'll we'll get you in here so you can drop your you know drop your bars. Uh, but listen, look. At the end of the day, no one should be able to tell you the number of a game if you're having fun. Now I know there's going to be people that are going to flame me for capping for the billion dollar company in Microsoft that now owns Activision Blizzard King. That's not what this is about. I have almost 13 hours in this and this is one of those boards where they drop you in solo and the map is yours. I have to go and I have to there's two objectives here. I have one I have to get a key card to get in some place. I got to I got to kill the VIP. They don't tell you what to do. You just go and litter throughout this entire map. And maybe you don't think that it's cool. Maybe you you want your standard Jerry Bruckheimer explosions movie. That's not this. This is this is something very different. Shout out to Andy B. Drumming in the chat who said that this has elements of Warzone. And like like you, I don't play Warzone. I I I actually don't even know if I've ever played Warzone. If I did, it might have been just once to try it out. I'm not a multiplayer dude for Call of Duty. I'm a Halo multiplayer guy. That's my bag. I'm a Division guy. I used to be a Destiny guy 100 years ago. Not anymore. But this game is far from a four. And what's interesting, and I see people actually talking about this in the chat, and I will get to you when I can. why is this being reviewed solely as its campaign? Because my question is, this is going to have zombies. This is going to have multiplayer. What happens if, let's just say for shits and giggles, folks, that zombies and multiplayer are quote-unquote bangers. What happens? Do we review those? Do we forget to they? Do we say, we, we call it square and be like, bah! The first game, the first multi, uh, multiplayer and and zombies bah, shouldn't even be involved. It came out too late because this game technically doesn't come out until the tenth. So look, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about this for a while. I'm gonna tell you this right now, and this is just me speaking for me as a 53 year old man who's been gaming since 1978. The one thing that turned me away. From gaming media in 2014 was how they turned and made made everything anti-Xbox. Now, I everyone that, that subscribed here, and we're almost at 14k, knows that when Microsoft drops the ball, we constructively give them the business. 
But you cannot argue that there is something in social media, something going on right now that is paid for by PlayStation. And if you suggest otherwise, then you just don't understand business because IGN is not going to take a chance and have their, their bread that's buttered by PlayStation taken away from them. PlayStation have, I mean, we've learned it. They have at least 40 to 50% of their ad rev comes from PlayStation. Like, are we serious? Like, you don't think that there's something here? Well, I do. And no one's, no one, unfortunately, is going to change my mind on that. I think, I, 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 listen, corruption comes in every form, folks, whether it's, it's law enforcement, whether it's government, whether it's the gaming media, corruption always wreaks its ugly head. And if you think that that does not go on, in, and, and again, this is, this is not throwing a blanket over no. the entire gaming media. Let's get that understood. We are talking about IGN. And we know that they're this way because Dan Stapleton told us this on social media that there would be ramifications. If you don't think that he still has that mindset that, oh, shit, they now own Call of Duty. They don't own Activision, Blizzard, and King on top of owning Bethesda. I don't like this, so I'm going to make them pay one way or another. The review scores are there for you. I don't know where anyone honestly could be complete straight up honest and say that this game is one point worse than Quantum Era. I'm sorry. I think that's ridiculous. Hey, boom. And, check, yes, uh, check your DM. Yes. Uh, let me let me check my DM. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah. There Paris is here. Yeah. Sorry, Paris. I was going on my rant as I do. I, I apologize for that. I'm sending you over the link right now. Hold on a sec. Let me just get that link. Folks, and yes, Hall uh, Grain, that is the real Paris. That is the real yeah, Paris. There's no fake Paris as far <laughs> nope. as I know. And if you see one, report it because there's only one Paris Lily who I just sent the link to. Uh, Dave, if you don't mind, because I don't know how much time Paris has, I do want to get his hot take no, on no, this. No, of course. He has been, uh, of course, he does regularly show up on the Gaming Circle podcast with my brothers, Kay Asante, and of course, everyone's saga. So as soon as Paris gets here, we'll get his hot take. And folks, listen. Please, for the love of Joe, this is a small show. The fact that Paris is watching, that's, that's, that's a big deal for me. This is a small show. You may not agree with him, but please, for the, that's fine. Have a, have a conversation with him. Please do not be disrespectful because he's taken the time to be here. I don't get a lot of big guests like that, and I want it to be fair. Like I said, everyone has a voice. Everyone should be entitled to their opinion. We may not agree. We may be on separate uh, uh, aspects of the conversation, but I want you to at least be respectful. So let me bring in Paris Lily. Paris, holy shit, dude. Welcome to the program. I, I've never had you on my show. I see you show up on the Gaming Circle podcast. You're basically a chair there. How you doing, <laughs> sir? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. You hear me okay? Yes. Yeah. You hear, you, okay. You're okay. looking Perfect. great. Perfect. Yeah, you sound Perfect. great. How are you, kind sir? No, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, I was just laughing at the chat. He was like, that's not the real Paris. Oh, no, no, it's me. Um, it's, it's the real one, and you can see him. One. Yes, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. I, I saw because I was I saw on Twitter, I saw you streaming live there, and I saw what the topic was. So that's why I popped over and I was listening because I talked about this before. And look, I get the chat. You can be mad at me all you want, you can disagree with me all you want. That that's fine. But I'm just saying this from a perspective of I've been on both sides where I've yes. seen 
I have full disclosure. I have worked with IGN. They have compensated me for content, the whole thing. So I, I have seen internally how IGN works. And I'm telling you, there is no conspiracy. What you're seeing is individual reviewers giving their opinion and attaching a score to it. So let's just take Dan as an example. Am I the biggest Dan Stapleton fan in the world? Nope. We've had our issues in the past. But I will defend Dan's right to give Starfield a 7 out of 10. Okay. Because if you read what Dan said, he had valid arguments against the game. I don't agree with him giving it a 7 out of 10. I mean, I was the lead review on Kind of Funny. I gave it a 4 out of 5, and I, I thought it was great. I think it's great. I think... I didn't give it a five out of five because there were some issues that I did not agree with in the game. But overall, that did not take away from the experience of playing it and investing 150 plus hours into the game. And as we're already seeing, the game will improve over time, but you should not be reviewing a game for what it potentially will be. You got to review it for what it is at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, Dan gave it that score. Now, let's talk about Call of Duty really quick. Modern Warfare 3, because I tweeted this. Probably, I think, when the embargo was up, when IGN gave it a 4 out of 10. Do I think it's a 4 out of 10? Mm, I'd probably say on a 10 scale, 6 out of 10 is where I'd probably put it, right? But again, I think the arguments that the reviewer had were valid. And I said it myself. Y'all need to take a break. Stop doing these annual campaign releases because clearly you're throwing stuff at the wall and patching things together just to say that you have a campaign. I would rather them take a break from the annual, excuse me, annual releases focus on the multiplayer because that's where the majority of people are buying this game every year for focus on Warzone, DLC, Pat, whatever the case may be, give Treyarch, Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward more time. Let them do other projects as an example, but give them more time to make a fully fleshed out campaign moving forward. That's what I would do. Will that happen? Who knows? We'll see now under under Microsoft what what happens. But we do know this. Call of Duty every year is in the top three sellers, if not the top seller every year, depending if there's a Grand Theft Auto or something that might come out that, that same calendar year. But the point is, Call of Duty makes so much money, no matter what they put out. It's kind of hard to ignore that. So I'm holding my breath to see if we truly will get a break on the annual releases. It may not happen until they truly see sales start to decline. So the whole point that I wanted to come up here was, and and please push back on me debate. I I, I would love that, but is there's not a conspiracy theory. There's, There's just simply not. You may have an individual writer or whoever the case that, look, we all have our personal biases, just like with our sports team. We all have our favorite mm. teams or whatever, right? I get that. But at the end of the day, to to think that IGN is, quote unquote, taking money from another oh, no, publisher I'm, I'm to the value. I, 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 that I would never suggest that there's someone's getting a, an envelope. No, oh, and I'm just reading the chat. I'm going over what I saw in the chat. I saw some crazy conspiracy theories. But my point is, yeah, people may be a little harsher on something as far as a score goes, but this is why I also say, who cares about a score? I, I, I don't care about a score. We've gotten away from the practice of actually reading what people say or listening to what they say versus you see a score and you immediately become outraged over it because why is this getting this number versus, well, wait, why are they giving it that number? Oh, wait, here's some valid points 
to what they're saying, or maybe I disagree with it. At the end of the day, it's just an opinion. And I think my my whole point on this is because we're in a social media age, we're way more connected now. 10, 15, 20 years ago, a game could get a bad score and we may not agree with it and be upset about it, but there was no tangible way to actually contact or or engage with that reviewer, right? Whereas now, you don't like a score, what do we see? You see people dumpster diving their tweets, personal, it's like, hell, I was just getting personal attacks in the chat because I was defending it, right? You see the personal attacks, you see all these things where you're trying to, someone even suggested Dan Stapleton should get fired, right? Well, I mean, I, 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 mean, I will say this, I this never think anyone should lose their job because this exactly. is very difficult to navigate when you have a job. Could you imagine if you lose your job? Yes, 100%. And, that, and that's where I'm coming from defending this because I've been lucky enough that I've had an opportunity to engage with a lot of these people that are in the media. Some of them I, I call friends, some of them I don't like, but that's just human nature, right? right? But at the end of the day, I've never met anyone in the media, in the true media, not a content creator, YouTuber, whatever, but someone that is actually a journalist that compromises their own integrity because it's Xbox or it's PlayStation or EA or Ubisoft or whatever narrative you want to throw in there. I've never seen that ever. And that's just me from my, my personal experience, what I've seen, whatever. Do I always agree with that person's opinion? No, but they deserve to have that opinion is my whole point. Oh, no, no, and I, I, think, I, I, that, I, I agree that, that I will yeah. absolutely agree. I, th I think you're onto something. And I said that right, right before you actually came on the show, Paris, I, I want it to be understood that even though I don't agree with it and I yeah. wholeheartedly don't agree with it. I, I don't know whether you heard or not. I'm 13, almost 13 hours into the game. I believe I'm either on the second to last or the actual last mission of it. I have had an absolute blast from start to finish. Now, again, it's how I see. I can only imagine. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the chat. No, no. I, I let, let me, let me say this really quick, just to the chat and you can continue to say whatever you want. No, I will not be working at IGN. I have been offered to work at IGN and I've declined. It's not me defending IGN. It's more of me understanding how this works. And I'm just trying to give you another point of view. You can disagree all you want. You can continue to believe that there's conspiracy theories and people have these vendettas and are trying to ruin a company. But it's just simply not true. Period. Look, point I, look I, I, I'll say this. Like I said, for me personally... I'm only going based on what Dan's told us. He came out on social media and he said, and I quote, that if Microsoft attempts to make uh, Starfield and or Elder Scrolls mm -hmm. 6, there will be repercussions within the industry. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that he's going to go out of his... Does that mean that he's going to go out of his way to, quote unquote, hurt Microsoft in the review game? Look, folks, here's the thing. This thing got a four from iGen, and you know something? We know what we learned this weekend. It's number one on PC, on Xbox, and on PlayStation. And there are two bundles out there that are selling like hotcakes. So they're going to make their money, regardless of whether or not they gave it a four. But, but, the, but see, this is my exact point that I'm trying to make. Whatever, and I'm not in the mind of Dan. I don't know Dan's motivations or whatever. So I'm not trying to speak for him or defend him in, in this moment. But at the end of the day, we've seen the success that Starfield has had. 
Yes. So, so, so here's where I put it back to the gamer. And this is where I always come back to this. Why do you care? Seriously, if you want to go play Starfield, if you want to go play Alan Wake or Spider-Man or Quantum Error or Call of Duty or whatever, why do you care? That's what I will always push back to. It is your money. You spend it how you want to spend it. Clearly, anything that IGN, you think they did, might have did or whatever Dan did, didn't affect Starfield because it's been a success. Yeah. It, it, it's a success, period. I, I just think what it I, look, I, 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 what I dislike about gaming media as a whole, and again, we're not, this is not pointed at Dan. And that, and I said this before you got on, we're not throwing a blanket mm-hmm. over to gaming media saying bad because mm-hmm. you cannot do that in life. You cannot and, do but, that. But, and I want to pause you real quick. I think yeah. that's why I'm here because I feel like the, the narrative has gotten to the point where it's all of media. And I'm just trying to tell you, it's not. That's not. That, that's there's, all there's I'm no trying way. to say. Yeah, because and, and I and I and first of all, Faris, I appreciate you coming out here actually to defend that because, and at no given time would I ever suggest that everything of something is good or bad because mm-hmm. you can't do that. That 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 goes for communities, that goes for platforms, that goes for companies. You you just cannot throw everybody under an umbrella and say, "Yep, it's this." So the gaming media as a whole is far from corrupt or bad we specifically pointed out ign for this particular show because again as someone and 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 like i said i put myself on the pedestal here i'm playing the game and i and 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 of course i raised the question wait a second ghosts call duty ghosts is unanimously considered to be the worst of the campaigns for call of duty that, yeah. that no matter where you talk to most people and here's the thing i actually quite liked it i i played through it i beat it i actually i beat it twice because i always start on hardened and try to play through on the hardest level to get the achievement which i believe i got and that and but i enjoyed it right it wasn't mm-hmm. a, you know it, it got an eight it got it, it sits currently as an eight out of ten. Oh, okay is an eight is eight a bad score not well, I guess to some people nowadays it is, unless it's a 10 or a nine, it's a terrible game. But to suggest, and again, I I, I get what you're saying. It's the it, reviewer's point of view. He thought it was a four. Good on him. I can tell you folks that there is no way, and just watch the gameplay and wait for it to be on Game Pass. And you can next year when it launches on Game Pass, you can try for yourself. See these these things, these orange containers. This is what I was talking about. These are normally not in a Call of Duty campaign. Now, there are going to be some people that suggest that this was mishmashed. And, and Paris, I think you're onto something about we need to get away from the annual thing. We, we, we need to let these things bake a bit. Like, let mm-hmm. Treyarch do what Treyarch does. Let Infinity Ward do what we know that they can, in fact, do. And even if you give them only a year, Let's say it's every two years, which I think Phil Spencer actually said they're going to attempt to do. They could still make their money with Warzone, which apparently has this has a lot of I, I don't play Warzone, so I don't know. This has apparently a lot of the Warzone uh, flavor to it on top of it being, you know, your bombastic cold dude that you know and love. Like I said, I can only go on based on what I'm playing. I put thir- almost 13 hours in. I'm going to finish the campaign today after this show. 
And I'm probably going to run through it again because there was some stuff I missed. I want to, you know, mop up some achievements. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. But, uh, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that, yes, this is the real Paris, number one. And number two, the gaming media as a whole, you can't say is 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 guilty. That's, uh, that's uh, what I'm saying. And Because I, I, I just see it right in front of me right now. Like The other argument, I guess, is, well, why is something like Quantum Error getting a higher score than something like Modern Warfare 3? It's because it's two different reviewers. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's literally that simple. Now, it, are you saying that you want an entity like IGN to manage all the scores to make sure that they're, quote unquote, balanced and fair? Or do you want people to have their own individual opinions on games? That's what it comes down to. Again, I will take the only example that, that I can give. And that's a kind of funny, a kind of funny when we review a game, like let's say Starfield, I was a lead reviewer on Starfield. So I gave it a four out of five. Nobody knew what score I was going to give that game until we officially put it out there. Now, other people on the panel had their own opinions and scores on it, right? Some, some might've thought it was higher. Some might've thought it was lower, but the official score is what I thought it was. So I am just going to make the assumption that's the same exact thing for IGN. So you 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 can't go, well, this one got this score, so this one can't be lower than that because maybe I think that game's better than this one. No, you have to go by what the individual reviewer is saying a score is going to be. And this is why I say, again, listen to what the person is saying about the game versus the number because to or, me, that matters way more. For me, like I said, I, I, I have not bought a game based on a review, I don't think my entire life. How I used to buy games in Paris, I don't know how old you are, sir, but I don't think you're as old as me. How I Close. used to buy games <laughs> is I used to flip up the the, the the thing at Toys R Us to look at the back of the box. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that looks like a good game. And you know something? Eight out of ten of them were not good games. <laughs> I, I lost out. And, and that's why you had to be really pointed on what you bought because I only got games for my birthday, Christmas, and when I said when I did enough, uh, you know, chores around the house and I got a good enough, nice allowance, that's how I was able to get games. So I had to be, you know, and back then you could return a game if it sucked. Now it's nowadays you can't. Yeah. Um, but look, I, I am going to say that um, IGN has disappointed me as a viewer, which is why I stopped uh, watching and, and supporting them for years. Um, I'll never support them ever again. I don't like the way things are done. I don't like, uh, you know, specifically, I, I, I'm not a fan of Dan Stapleton. I don't know him personally. I just don't like the way some of his behavior over the last couple of years has been. Starfield was just, the, the, the I guess, the tip, uh, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back for me with IGN. I will say, to, to, to you know, to, to Paris's point, if you are uneasy or you don't trust the media, and I don't, folks, I, I just don't. I'm sorry. I don't trust the gaming media. They they just they are who they are, and they are who I thought they were, like Coach Green said all those years ago. And I'm that's how I'm gonna be. Um, but I am gonna say that if you don't trust the media to give you a, a review, you 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 go to the the kind of funny games, you go to the ACGs and the skill ups. Mm-hmm. And you go to exactly. these other big content creators who have millions of subscribers. I like a guy like ACG. He wears it on his sleeve, folks. I love ACG. I talk with him all the time, and I haven't had we haven't had him on the show not because he doesn't want to be here. Our schedules we just couldn't match. We'll get him on here one way or another. But I, I when a new game comes out, I go. I listen to it not because I need him to tell me to go buy the game. I just like the way he does the reviews. I like the way Skill Up 
does his review. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, Scope is fantastic. I'm not an angry Joe guy. Sorry, just I just just <laughs> but, not my. But, thing. but see, that's that's where I go back to again, where I just talk about the whole review scores because ACG and Skill Up are, are two great examples. Of this I love them both. You know, great friends. But when Skill Up puts out a review. He tells you right away, I don't recommend this, or I do mm-hmm. recommend this, or this is mm-hmm. great. And then he goes into his fantastic breakdown of why he loves something or doesn't love something. You don't have to agree with it. And that's right. and that's fine. But he forces you to actually engage with his content and, and actually consume it versus just seeing the number. And then right. you you form your entire opinion just off of that number. That's all I'm saying. And to, to the point, because I, I, I see the, the, the chat is, is on me, which is fine. But I don't I honestly don't pay attention to IGN's reviews. There's a lot of sites whose scores, excuse me, I don't pay attention to. I have my set of review opinions that I go to, be it games, be it movies, TV or whatever, that I pay attention to what they say because I like their style or their format. All I'm saying on all of this is, to condemn everyone that works at one particular site because you don't like the score of one game is not fair. That's all I'm saying. I you will agree, agree with, with that because I will say yeah. this. I will say this to defend. Uh, I, again, you know my. I talk. I, I. I will not defend IGN. I. What I will defend is the human element that works there, and there are a lot of really good reviewers there. Mm-hmm. My favorite top tip of the spear for me. Destin Legary. I like Destin a lot. I support his channel. I'm a big fan of his work. I, I prefer him away from IGN, to be honest with you, because I really like his style of doing things when he's in doing his thing for his YouTube channel. I don't I won't tune into IGN because I just I just won't. I'm just not gonna give him a click. That's that's just me. Right. You know, my, maybe it's my bias. Fine, that's perfectly fine. But I I Destin Legary is one of my favorites. A, a quick question for Paris, and I, I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but do you uh, think... I, actually, I, I had a meeting canceled, so I got plenty of time. Oh, so, awesome, okay. awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> uh, as far as when it comes to reviews, mm-hmm. do you think it's to the point where maybe the numbering system needs to go away and it goes to yes. kind of like the way movies used to be, where it's like thumbs up, thumbs down, recommend or wait for sale, things along those lines? Or Yeah, 100%. It, it seems, yeah, because uh, like I think that's the biggest thing where... Like you said, people don't read the actual review. They see the number and it's like whether you're going to go and further read into the details or that's just enough for you. Like a lot of people might be on the fence and see, oh, it's a four. I'm going to skip it. And I don't want to bring in the whole aspect of, you know, sometimes dev bonuses <laughs> or base around those scores and things. But it, it just seems like it's created other internal problems, whether it's in the review circles or in publishing or, or development and stuff like that. I, I almost feel like we've outgrown the numbering system to some extent, like where if you do the breakdown of like how the game plays, the fun factor, audio, visual, and things along those lines, it seems to give you a better picture overall. Cause I've seen reviewers and and there's other uh, groups out there where they may not like the game. The game doesn't necessarily hit for them, but because it has X, Y, and Z, and they'll say, okay, if you're into sci-fi or if you're into, you know, you know, walking simulators that have a horror aspect, this might be for you. It didn't hit for me. I can't recommend it for this reason, but for those that might be into this genre, this might work out for you. And I, I, I think that might be the, the course that we kind of push for. But how do you 
convince the IGNs or some of those uh, bigger establishments that the number system probably should go away. I mean, what, what yeah, do see, this re- is uh, fans or, or even the reviewers themselves? This is why I keep beating that drum about I, I don't like review scores for exactly everything that you're saying. This entire system is set up in a way that these review scores, because now I'm bringing Metacritic and all to and all that, it's set up in a way that now publishers have dedicated these scores to the bonuses for the very devs that are making these games, which opens us up to a, a larger conversation about all the mass layoffs and things that we're seeing right now happen around the industry where everything is aggregated around that. And I can understand people being upset about this particular site gave this score because it's going to lower the Metacritic score, which is in turn going to hurt that dev studio and their bonuses and all the years of hard work that they put in. I'm on that hill with you 100%. This is why I, I wish the entire system could just be torn down to where, like you said, it's a thumbs up, thumbs down, read what the person has to say and understand if you, you use that to make your decision, if this is something that you want to purchase, this is goes beyond games, just entertainment period. Right. So is it going to happen anytime soon? Obviously not, but I, I wish, and this is why I come in here and I take all the heat and all this stuff, because I just want people to actually listen to what people have to say. Whereas you may not agree with what they have to say, but a good reviewer is able to articulate the reasonings for it because it's just an opinion at the end of the day, because, you know, like I had people mad at me because I said Starfield was a four out of five, and not a five out of five. But my pushback on it was like, did you hear my reasonings? Why? And most times, no, I just saw you said four out of five. <laughs> it's like, OK, you know what I mean? So that, that's why you like, you damned if you do, damned if you don't on that stuff. So, again, going back to the point of someone like Skill Up or ECG, I wish it was more that than what the current format is for for review scores. Well, what it would do ultimately is get someone to actually read the review, uh, yeah. which is, you know, you take the time. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to scroll down because there's usually that last paragraph, you know, uh, where it's 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 a sum of and you kind of give your your hot take. I, I mean, I've done a, a, a ridiculous amount of reviews myself. I don't do as many because I, I stream five days a week and folks, it's just it's just not enough time. Uh, but I have done a few uh, reviews in my career that I'm inc- incredibly proud of. but. Uh, Paris, while you're still here, sir, let, let me yeah. bring Web Dave into the conversation. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want to I want to get your hot take on this because obviously Paris came here and he had a lot of great things to say. And of course, you know, again, I I don't agree with with everything, which I don't think any of us agree with everything. I do agree the fact that we cannot. Uh, I am not going to condemn. Uh, like if someone says I work for IGN, bad guy. That I that I won't do because there are a lot of really good journalists that I like that are there. It's just unfortunate that for me, I won't tune into their content regardless because I'm not going to give IGN the click. I'm just I'm just not going to do it. I'm interested to get your hot take on a four out of ten because you're as old as I am, right? Um, and we grew up where you know we grew up with the days of the game pros and mm-hmm. the uh, gamers republic and the. Um, you know, uh, g- g- game players magazines. We we grew up with those. The EGMs that were four hundred page thick, right? Mm-hmm. We remember that for four for four bucks. And we were always taught, and again, maybe because we're older and we see it differently, that a four ultimately is a broken game. It is a bad game. It has glitches. It's broken. It does not work. Mm-hmm. 
I have not had one glitch, and I'm not capping, folks. I'm not capping for Microsoft. <laughs> I don't get a dollar from them. This is this is this is a mom and pop organization, Double Barrel mm-hmm. Gaming, as is usually run by one person. My wife does all the finances and stuff in the background. That's it. We got no help from anybody. I'm not capping for Microsoft because I don't get a dime from them. But I have to say, when you see a four, it's a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, and and I'm sorry to say, I I I I I will continue to say this until Dan and, and, and team proves me wrong. But when you put it out there that there's going to be industry ramifications and he's the head editor and you look at the last three games that were reviewed by IGN that are considered Xbox first party IP, Starfield gets a seven, Forza gets an eight and Call of Duty gets a four. Some people say where the if you follow the breadcrumbs, you're going to catch the, the bad guy like you would in Scooby-Doo. What, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> Thanks for throwing all that on me, Boom. I appreciate it. No, I'm just Yeah, saying. I mean, it's, it's the least I can do. <laughs> First of all, I want uh, thank you, Paris, so much for joining us today. It, it is absolute honor to have you here. And people in the chat, be respectful. This man is amazing, and we do love that he... Can, he, can he, I say he, one thing on say that? Say they can roast me all they want. That that's fine because at the end of the day, my opinion is no more valid than anybody in this chat, in this panel, anybody else. I'm just telling you what I think. Yep. I, it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, we, well. But just be wanted, they, yeah. they can still disagree and be nice about it. That's what I wanted to say. So, like I said, we have much respect for you and we appreciate you being here. Um, so, the score that, that it got, I understand that it's uh, that it got the four, but it. Um, the way IGN does it is they they break down each part. So in other words, there'll be another review score when it comes out as the multiplayer campaign. That'll get its own score. I assume that when Zombies mode comes out, it'll get its own score. So so it'll it'll even though it's broke down now is the first thing that's out is the campaign. There will be other scores. That's just the way IGN has always done it. They broke down uh, the, the game that way. Um, do I agree with it? I, I, I think I, I see that there is, you know, it, it may be this, that, whatever. I, I get that. For me personally, I still haven't played it, so I'll say that right up front. But for me, outside looking in, I can't see that it merits a four. Even though I haven't played it, I still can't see where it merits that low of a score. Maybe I'm wrong, man. I do play it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll, I'll change my mind. But I mean, there was definitely Call of Duties that were released that didn't even have campaigns. It was like Call of Duty, I believe, four had no campaign yeah, at all, Ops and they, did not they got campaign. roasted for that when, when it was I like, you know, That's, "Where's that, the yeah. campaign? We want the campaign." Uh, which it's cool, but in, in in the in the long run, and when it comes down to the the, the big picture, and, and Paris hit on it too, um, this game is going to make a lot of money. It's going to make a lot of money for PlayStation, for uh, Xbox, uh, for, for 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 everybody that has that sells the game. Every every PC, everybody that, that that sells it, Steam, they're going to make money off this game. And at the end of the day, that's really what matters to those people. There's there's there is some PlayStation fanboys out there that are that are saying, "Don't buy Call of Duty." Is it's uh, because you're just you're just funding Microsoft now if you do that, and I'm like, um, if they don't buy Call of Duty, what else are you going to buy on your PlayStation? Since there's not very many first party games or games coming out for it, so 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 the only you know pushback there would be 
if you don't want them to buy Call of Duty on PlayStation, there won't be much games to play on your expensive PlayStation that you spend all that money for. Just saying, because that's really the casual gamer. That's how come. And and even Brian said it. If if we lose Call of Duty, you know, we 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 could be in trouble. But they haven't lost it because they agreed to do for the next 10 years at least or longer, there's going to be Call of Duty on the PlayStation. Parody, same thing. Just no advantages over one system or the other, which I think is absolutely great. But there's not going to be a, I get this skin, I get these, I'm ready to go. Looks like Paris is ready to jump in on this. So Paris, what do you think? No, 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 sorry. Sorry, no, I'm no, sorry no, for no, my reactions. No, please, no, please, no. no I'm, I'm done, really. So that's basically what I have to say about it. But I am now curious as to uh, as to your thoughts on what I said. Well, the way I look at it is this. My neighbor, who we've, we've been neighbors now for like 17 years, right? He buys every year Madden, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. NBA. Every year. He has absolutely no idea this chat is happening, what's happening on Twitter, what IG had said. It doesn't matter to him, not once ever. He's buying those games every year and he's playing them with his buddies. I jump into, we all play. He doesn't care. He's not looking at a review score, nothing. He just knows the new Madden is out. He's getting a new Madden. The new Call of Duty is out. He's getting a new Call of Duty. And that is the reality for 90 plus percentile of the people that game. We are in the small minority of people that actually get online and engage and talk about this stuff and obsess over review scores and Metacritic scores and everything else. The majority, again, Call of Duty is the number one seller every freaking year, except when Red Dead or or Grand Theft Auto comes out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it don't matter what IGN just gave it. It doesn't matter what I give it or anybody says about it. It's going to sell. And to the point we were saying earlier, that's why I think the reality, will it become stop being an annual release? I don't know. It makes too much money. And at the end of the day, that's all these companies care about is making money. So if you're making hand over fist with the number one selling gaming IP in the world, why would you stop? You're going to continue to do what you do. Now, we will see what Xbox leadership decides moving forward. But if this was still Bobby Kotick's Activision, there's no way in hell they're going to stop doing it. I don't care what yes. they say. They mm-hmm. weren't going to stop. Yeah. So, and I know I'm kind of distracting away from the original topic of review scores. No, or whatever, that's fine. But, it's a conversational podcast. I, yeah, I, yeah, I almost yeah. feel like, you know, you're just beating a dead horse. People are going to believe what they want to believe at this point. But I look at it this way. And, you know, I'm on an Xbox podcast. I've obviously done things with Xbox over the years and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm excited for what's what Xbox is doing, not worrying about what they did do in the past or whatever. I'm excited about for the future potential of where Xbox is going and all these IPs that they have and these studios that they have and what that could mean. I wish that's what the conversation was about versus worrying about an IGN or or, or they gave it this score or whatever. I mean, Phil Spencer was just at BlizzCon this, this weekend, you know what I mean? Talking about stuff. Game Awards is about to come up. We see what the roadmap looks like for 2024. Hell, Halo Infinite is finally where it needs to be. Dude, it's so I, good. I, I play it every night. I'm playing it's it every night. So I love it. Dude, I have like 16 days in Halo Infinite. And like you, I, you, I congratulations, you finished the battle pass. I finished it the same week. Like mm-hmm. that's how it, I was playing it 10 hours a day, dude. Like crazy. Yeah. 
so freaking good. Yeah, and I, and I fully admit, I'd put it down for a long time. So it's funny. That's the other cool thing that Infinite does with the battle passes. I'm actually working on old battle passes now yep. that um you know that I had before just just to do it. But it's funny. I've been addicted to the Husky Raid stuff now. That's all I've been playing <laughs> like the last three or four days. But then you look at what's about to come now with the nine maps for the firefight stuff, bro. I don't know how much you've delved into Forge lately. But um, there's some YouTubers that I follow and they'll post like new maps of things that they found. There are some incredible campaign levels that have been created already in Forge that I've been jumping into. It's I'm very excited for the future of that. Now, it took them three years to get here. Yes. But they're here. Yes. And we can complain about the past and, oh, they didn't do this right. No, they didn't launch that right. All I know is what it is today. And right now, it's a lot of fun to play. And I'd rather focus on that kind of stuff when it comes to gaming, because I think there's so many awesome things in the gaming industry that we should be talking about. But instead, what social media pushes us towards is more of the negative stuff. And I've talked about this before. Negativity creates engagement. It's way easier to get engagement on negativity than it is to talk about the positive stuff. So. I don't know. Like I said, I know I'm derailing from what the topic was, but th- those are the kind of things that I like to talk about. Well, no, we listen. We, we appreciate it. You know what? If we if we, if we have you for a few more minutes, because the show sure. is only going to be a little bit longer, let me just catch up on the super chats. Folks, there's been a, a ton of them. Actually, you know what? Before I get to the super chats, and I will get to them, folks. Even if I stay behind, and I will answer your questions because there's 19 of them, and I do want to make sure that everyone that you know that. Yeah, but Chuck Chat is going to get their, their you know, their, their their chat read. Paris, you know, you talked about uh, wanting to talk about industry stuff. So uh, before we went live, uh, Web Dave actually sent something that I find to be uh, perplexing in the great in the greatest way possible. Now, uh, in World AI is something that was uh, their company, uh, and apparently they have just signed. Uh, a partnership with Xbox and one of the GM, the managing AI manager or the senior director, uh, her name is Haiyan uh, Zahang. Uh, she is, uh, she put out a tweet. I don't know if you got a chance to see. Oh, this I know yet. who she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, awesome. That's even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that uh, now she's, she just, she just did this on her personal Twitter and she just announced, she says this folks, I'm very proud to announce our partnership between Xbox and InWorld AI to bring the power of generative AI and GPT to empower game developers in storytelling and character creation. We're making tools for game for 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 game makers on every platform to help creators express their vision. Stay tuned. Now, this to me is a really big deal when you consider where AI is going, specifically in NPCs. And this is something, like I said, I'm not a technical guy. Everyone knows that, you know, I I can do some things, but I, I, I'm i not going to, you know, program a computer or put a PC together. I'm just, just not going to do that. Um, w- when you hear this kind of a partnership, right, does this give you excitement for, let's say, for instance, what they could do with Fable or what they can do with uh, South of Midnight with NPCs that are potentially going to literally learn as they go on their own. And every time someone is playing the said game, you're going to interact with these characters and we may all have a different experience. I'm conflicted because 
I do see the positives of what what this could do, like I you said, for games. And, negatives. Yeah, I, I and have it, an idea. Yeah, yeah, and interactivity and and all of that. All of that sounds great. But yeah, the flip side is how many people are going to lose their job because of this? That, there you go. And considering we're coming yeah. off a week, and you know it's funny, you put out a tweet. I actually, I think I quoted you on Friday. You had put out a tweet, I believe it was Friday, and you and maybe it was in Thursday. You said something to the effect, and I'm paraphrasing, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, where in a year where we are in 2023, where we're celebrating so many amazing experiences, there might be an asterisk next to this because of how many people have actually lost it. So, you know, there, there, are, two, there are two sides of this coin, great games, but how many people actually lost their job? It's scary, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane that in 2023, this is arguably top, it's top three all time, you know, Absolutely. in the 40 plus year history of gaming. This is top yep. three all time, you know, for, for a year in gaming to see the amount of people that have lost. Because I think what was the last number I think I saw was eight thousand something, something crazy like that. It, there's a lot of damn people in this industry that have lost their jobs. And I understand the whataboutism of, well, there's other industries that are going through this, too. One hundred percent. Yes. And this is why I'm, I'm very sensitive to it, because, yeah, there are some personal relationships that people that I know that have lost their jobs. Like when the bungee one happened. Yeah, there, there is a personal aspect to that for me that really upset me that certain people at, at that studio lost their jobs to no fault of their own. And mm -hmm. I think that's the frustrating part about this is that we see at the sea level leadership making certain decisions, not listening to their people going down a certain road, it's not successful. And then it's the people themselves that have to pay the price for this. And I understand certain companies, yeah, they, they may not have taken their bonuses, like I'm talking to the executives, may not have taken their bonuses and tried to thin this off as much as they can. But in the year where we're seeing record profits, I'd rather see record retention. Whereas, you know what? Yes. We're not going to make as much money as we thought we were this year because we're going to make sure that we take care of our people and we're going to try and right the ship. So maybe we don't make a profit at all. I'm not asking companies to take a loss, but you get my point. Is yes, 100%. You cannot tell me that between Xbox, PlayStation, EA, Ubisoft, on down the line, Devolver Digital, all these major publishers aren't making a profit this year because they are. So at what point do you lessen that profit and make sure you're not laying off all your people so that they're not having their lives disrupted? People, you know, we're in a world now where people because of the pandemic are working remote. So they've moved literally all over the world. You, know, you got you got kids, you got families, you got all these things that are going on. And then out of nowhere, you, you don't have a job anymore. I'm throwing you back into the pool where you're competing with 8000 other people for the same jobs. And younger mm. people, yes, potentially, yes, that and cheaper, cheaper, yeah, yes. See, I, I, again, I'm I'm an old I'm a, I'm an old guard now, for, folks. I'm not fighting for my life because I I thankfully, you know, did a job for twenty plus years that allowed me to retire. So I I'm not in that that pool. But could you imagine I, one of the stories, Paris, that I heard? I know that we I were going a little bit off to the left here. Uh, that someone had logistically moved their entire family. Right. And I believe this is the this is talking about Bungie. And uh, two months later, they're without a job. Now, could you imagine that, folks? Like I said, I I, I know people. Oh, oh, I know who it is. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. OK. Well, th th there you go. So it's, yeah. it's 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 terrifying because I, like 
for instance, Paris, I, I'm all about the human element. Like I, I mm -hmm. like to be a human first. And I know that people clown on me because I talk about the price of eggs and gas and bread and stuff like that. And I know people like, this is a video game show. Nobody wants to talk about that. But we have to because it's relevant to the conversation. I, yeah. I get clowned on all the time. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. But I say this with respect. There are some people that are currently working that with while they're working are trying to figure out how to rob Peter to pay Paul. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Now, could you imagine if you're a developer? This is the industry that you've always wanted to be in. This is something. This is your this is this is your NYPD moment. For me, I was playing with my GI Joes when I was 12, and when I got my first GI Joe, I was like, I want to be a police officer. And somehow, I was able to make that happen. So for me, it's a dream come true. Could you imagine if you were a gamer and all you want to do is design games, and this happens to you? And you know, shout out to uh, um. Oh my God! Why well, I can't think of her name? Uh, Alana Pierce. Mm -hmm. She actually put out something that was powerful. She says, "As someone that's in the industry, I don't know if I can actually tell someone to get into this industry." And this is something she's always wanted to do. Remember, she was she was at IGN. You know, she left. She did her own thing for a while. And guess what? She writes stories for God of War. Freaking ridiculously awesome. So yes, yeah, so and, and that's her saying this because I, I can't even tell people to get into the industry after what is happening. You, you know that's 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 powerful. That's powerful. So yeah, I, I know. And again, we went off a tangent, folks. This is a conversational podcast, but Paris brought up a great point. There are there are two sides to this coin. It's exciting for for the development of games on how they're going to grow. And and Fuzz, I want to get your hot take on that. Uh, this partnership with Microsoft. You know, it's it's going to potentially bring some new things that we've never seen before in gaming. But Paris brings up a magnanimous point about, well, it's good, but it's also scary because look what just happened last week and what's been happening for the last couple of months. And and that's the thing. And and this is the case, like like even Paris said, in a lot of other industries where you're treading that fine line. Like I'll give a perfect example. Like looking at just fast food, for example. Everybody was like, oh, you know, they should have a pay increase, you know, minimum wage, livable wage and whatnot. But then the companies are like, hey, we could put a kiosk and yeah, we'll give, you know, a handful of the mm -hmm. employees a livable wage. But now we can replace almost half the workforce with these kiosks that you can, you know, connect with your app and everything. So it's like whenever there's technology implemented into an industry. Unfortunately, it's up to the companies on how they implement it. And more times than not, they're going to look at their bottom line before, you know, the, the backbone of their company, which is the, the people working for them and building the, the you know, IP or building, you know, the, the software or any of that structure. So it, it, it is exciting as far as what the potential is. But on the flip side of things, I, I don't want to see this generative AI replace the actual, you know, quest uh, writers and and people that mm -hmm. do the the main thing. Like, if anything, I, I would like to see it as an additive. So, if you want to have the game live beyond a certain amount of time, maybe add that or implement it where it's like an added feature instead of the replacement for DLC or replacement for the quest givers and 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 those that write all those scripts, but you know the companies are going to look at their bottom line and be like, well, the generative ID or uh, uh, AI costs us maybe 30 grand for, you know, two months worth of work. 
versus this person that costs us probably 30 grand every three months type of thing. And, and that's where they're going to make their decisions, unfortunately. Now, maybe a smaller company can do it differently, but then there's the question of consolidation, which I'm, I'm for consolidation to some extent because it also gives the opportunity for maybe the original owner of that company to, you know, spin off and start their own you know thing or some of those within that company start their own thing, which has been the case for numerous years. But it, it is something that we have to take into account. And, and until it's implemented until it's, you know, in front of us, whether it's like a game stack type of thing where it's software that other companies can, you know, add into their current engines, or if it's something that we see in, you know, currently released games, it's, it's hard to say what positive and negative it's really going to have. And I, I just knowing how big industry is, it, it's probably going to have a good bit of negative until those working within the industry adjust, which at that point, it would be more probably, uh, uh, ideal to be in the programming of AI as opposed to doing the quest stuff or, or story writing and things like that, where at least if the, the AI stuff breaks down or, or if it winds up causing other, you know, hiccups in, in the game, then you would be more of the troubleshooter for that stuff. So it's, it's a tough call. I'm interested to see how stuff works because we've all gotten tired of the, you know, you know, go fetch me that sandwich or the, the fetch quest. That's like, Oh, I lost my, my sheep over here. Can you find it? Kind of thing. And, I lost and, my and, leg. Could you go find? Yeah. It's like, we, we were all kind of tired of those and the generative AI could help fix that to some extent, but the human element needs to stay because I mean, we we've all seen that uncanny, you know, Valley type of situation where something is AI generated. Like some of the pictures that we see now with like Bing AI and stuff look great. But then you look closer and it's like they have six fingers instead of five and it takes you out mm. of the whole, the whole thing type of deal. So it's like I'm looking forward to it, but I, I deep down, I know it, it's going to have its repercussions. And that's the part I'm not looking forward to. But I don't know if there's anything that we can do to convince the bigger companies otherwise. Yeah, there's, there's going to have to be uh, like safety nets, parameters on how much these companies are allowed to use, because ultimately you're right. You bring up the kiosks. That's a great point. You walk into McDonald's. I don't do fast food. I just we don't do that anymore. Uh, but I know that there are like you don't actually have to speak to somebody the same way like for here in New York. Um, I don't know how it is, uh, you know, on, on anyone else's. But do you, do you remember back in the days you, there used to be like a toll operator? You know, you, you throw your change in and you, you go through a toll. Those don't exist anymore. There are there, there are no toll booths. It's all easy pass. I, I I would imagine it's countrywide, but for us, it's it's just a big thing that scans you as your car goes by. That's it. No, they're all gone. Pe- no people. Um, and you know that that was years ago. So this is again, it's it, my my. I'm excited, but I also uh, I like like both Paris and, and Fuzzy. I'm fearful. I'm fearful because of le- I I'm in a good spot because I, I didn't get it for free folks. I risked my life for 21 years. It's, it's a scary affair sometimes, but I loved it. I loved every second of it. Not everyone can say that. That's why my dad was really like, really on me to get like a you know city job because you could retire. And uh, well, here I am, I'm retired. And now I talk about video games. Uh, listen, Dave. Yep. I'm going to get your hot take on this. I want to want you to go deep because you're, you're, you're our banking guy, right? You, you know, you're in the industry. You see how AI is used both, you know, both for banking as well as, you, you know, we'll get your personal take on this. And then 
We'll do outros for everyone. I'm going to stay back, folks, and I'm going to read all 23 of the Super Chats, and we're going to have an, an extended conversation. 24. 24. So, uh, <laughs> Dave, let's, let's, get your, let's, get, let's get your take on this because, uh, again, from a gamer's point of view, uh, this is exciting because, you know, NPCs, which are just could be just they could be dumb, right? They just walk around in a circle, are not going to be like that anymore. They're going to be they're going to learn. They're going to interact with you, and interaction is going to be different for everyone in their game. Which I think is pretty cool from a human element point of view, which is something that we bring up on a regular basis on this channel. It's also, and again, this is fantastic points from both Paris and Fuzzy, a scary disposition because the last thing I think this 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 industry needs is a shrinking workforce. Uh, I, 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 you know, and again, after what happened at Bungie, what happened at Naughty Dog, what's, what's happening around the gaming industry, not the world, folks. We're here talking about games. It is, it is scary. Let's get your hot take on this. One of the things um, I'll, I have friends uh, that are uh, a member of SAG, Screen Actors Guild. And oh, okay. They are still, still fighting a good doing fight, some man. negotiating. Uh, some things, and and one of the things that the that they're that they're talking about is um, digital media, and you know their compensation, um, and then also uh, AI and um, likeness type, um, you know, uh, appropriation of their likenesses and their abilities. Now, it's some of the stuff that they're that they're asking for and they're setting up is is to you know. If you're the actor that is, uh, you know, put in place for this for this particular character, even though your dialogue and everything is going to be, you know, like, oh, you won't get Paul called back in for, you know, for work or whatever, because they don't need you there anymore. They can replicate your voice. They can replicate this and in that, you know. So, so there are some some things that they're working on to compensate those people so that they are able to implement this a little better. Um, that's it's not a clear cut thing because it's still in its infancy a lot of this and it is going really fast um but the thing i would say is you know change and growth is inevitable um and if they utilize it to where it's you know a, a particular character in the game is not repetitious in other words you know, everybody's experiences them a little, a little deeper, or at least, you know, fifth time back to this character, you don't get the same dialogue when you pass him on the street. That's cool. You know, I, I, I could see that as long as it's used sparingly, or if it's used in the sense that, you know, we have to go in and we have to replicate all this particular type of, of person to be the, uh, you know, well, what would be, in movies, it would be considered an extra, you know, in video games, it's just a content filler for, you know, as you're walking through a town or a city or whatever, and whether they, they don't really, you don't really ever interact with them, but they're just there to immerse you more in the reality of the game. You know, those, those are, there's a lot of thin lines and things you, you can do with that. Um, but I mean, it, in, in the long run, I mean, you know, there are, there are actors that get paid, uh, you know, for their work and i don't want to see any of that go away I, I i don't think any of us really want to see it go away but then you talk about the ever-rising cost of this and that and how much it costs to make games nowadays you know you know even w w with the lawsuit 
And a lot of the documents that were exposed, you know, Sony was talking about how much they have to pay for a triple-A title. You know, the cost of that and can AI <clears throat> help in that by, you know, by bringing the cost down a little bit. But in the in the long run, with inflation and everything else it's going to be, you can throw into the pot of making a game in the future. Um, even if you save money here, the shareholders and the people that, you know, that, that, you know, that are, that are an important part for people that put out games are going to want profit over anything because it is a business, no matter how you want to look at it. And, and like I said, I love the way Phil goes at it as far as game preservation. And he seems to be very conscious of, and then it's not about Phil Spencer. But I'm just using him as an example that mm-hmm. it is uh, that it, that he is very conscious of of what it, you know a gamer is and his experiences when he was growing up, and and the way it gaming is, you know today he wants to try and you know you know keep the human element like we talked about in the green room earlier. Yep. You know the that um, Microsoft corporate at some level somebody in a, in a different office wasn't even on Phil's desk said, you know, you know, things to do to, you know, to trim as they, as they do things. And they're like, you know, we, we gave out these game pass subscriptions for employees. We just cut those out. And they, and they blanketly were saying that, you know, coming up and doing, and Phil, once he heard about that, he's like, he got involved our, as he, our, as he our does. People, our people deserve that. It's a good, it's a good, they're, they're good, I guess, um, um, fighters for the cause of what game pass is if you have them able to jump in the ecosystem and it's part of their you know almost every business that, that somebody's employees has some will. kind of perk exactly yeah. whether it's a you know discount at walmart you know for being an employee or you know whatever i have perks working at the bank you know you know even to the point where if i get a loan i get a percentage point off of uh, interest rates, but that's in the long run. That makes that saves me a lot of money. Absolutely, you know? it's, a big, big, it's a big help. Yeah, yeah. So, so those kind of things uh, are important, and it's a, and it's a balance. And right now, I think that it's it's going to be at least for a while. It's going to be pretty much a big misbalance. In other words, it's it's going to take a lot of people to work in the industry to 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 not lose focus of the human element. Yep. Um, but you know, in, in the long run, if you step back, you know, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, it is a business. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the line I'll use from Everborn saga, you know, it's not show friends, it's show business <laughs> <laughs> because it truly, truly is. That's all I got to say, man. Good stuff as always. Listen, folks, uh, by all means, please hang around. Uh, I'm going to do the outros, get everyone out of here so they can continue their Monday because obviously it's the start of the work week for everyone. And I will stay, I will hang back and I'm going to read all the super chats. If you have some uh, channel member questions you want to throw in there, I'll be more than happy to answer them. But we're going to start first with Paris Lily. Dude, this was awesome. I love the fact that you took the time to come and hang out over here. Like Thank I said, so I'm a big fan of your work. I, I, I watch XCast. I love the guys. I, I love the way you do the show. And it's always fun to watch. And you know what? You always wear your opinion on your sleeve, and that's why uh, you know I respect you. I respect you highly. And I'm glad you took the time to kind of come out here and give us your opinion, as you do 
if people would like to reach out to you potentially and strike up a conversation on social media, but more importantly, what else you got going on besides XCast? Obviously, Gamer Tag Radio with Danny Pena is, is still a thing. And Danny, that dude has been dropping it like it's hot. Holy cow. Talk about it, Paris. No, first and foremost, thank you for having me on. Uh, as Dave, I'm sure, can tell you, I, I stealth watch a lot of stuff. So <laughs> when I saw the topic, that's I'm honored. I chimed Trust in. me when I tell and, you, it's a small yeah. channel, so I'm honored. <laughs> well, well, the point is, no matter what size, it doesn't matter. You could have a million followers or two followers. I think we're all the same at the end of the yes. day, right? Um, this is all about gaming. We all love it. We all have opinions on it. And I like to understand what's going on in the community, what people are saying, what they're thinking. So again, thank you for having me on. I, I truly appreciate it. As far as where you can find me on social media, um, I'm at Vicious696 everywhere. I'm on X, Twitter, whatever the heck you want to call it a lot, but I'm on threads and blue sky and all that stuff too. Um, yeah, I'm part of kind of funny, um, mainly uh, co-host on, on kind of funny X cast, which Xbox centric show, but I pop up on other stuff from time to time as well. on kind of funny and uh, yeah, gamer tag radio, Danny Pena, Peter Toledo, myself, we've been doing this. Danny's been doing this since 2005. I joined GTR in 2013, I believe something like that. Found you guys actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, those are my brothers. We'll we'll always do this to the end of the time because it's more. I mean, obviously, we talk gaming. We've been doing it a long time, but it's more of an excuse for the three of us to be able to get together and just kind of talk gaming as, as friends. Um, yep. We're going to be taking kind of a mini hiatus here for the for the rest of the year, as Danny and his lovely wife they're about to have their first child. Yes. So we're stepping right. back a little bit, there'll be some content. We've pre-recorded some stuff already, like we've done our game of the year stuff, things like that. Um, if anybody's going to the Game Awards this year in Los Angeles, I'll be there. Um, ah, cool. Please, if, if you see me, please just come up, say hello, whether you're with me or not. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's just been a, been an amazing ride so far, and um, I'm just very lucky, appreciative, and thankful for everything. Well, we're happy to have you here, brother. And I truly appreciate it. Honestly, I really do. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, we're trying to get you to 1K, folks. Listen, I don't ask for myself, and I never will. But I'm asking. For Fuzzy Belvedere, he is close, folks. He's going to tell you how close he is. He, of, of anyone that I work with on a regular basis, deserves that. And again, it's, it's something special. It really, really is. You don't understand, if you're not a content creator, how uh, liberating it is to get partnered with YouTube. You have to do that by hitting 1, 1K subs. Uh, I'm sure that uh, that Dave is going to drop it into the chat as he always does. Please, by all means, sell your brand, my brother. Set, tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Well, first one is uh, thank you for, for having me on, and always love being here on on here with you guys. And oh, also definitely want to thank Paris for taking the time to join us. Greatly appreciate your thoughts and feedback on things. Always watch your content and appreciate your 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 honesty and your approach on things. So thank you for taking taking the time out of your day to, to you know join us for this. Um, for those that want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming related, you can always find me on uh, the app formerly known as Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, for those that are interested in anything racing related, as far as whether it's Forza or if it's uh, Gran Turismo. Just find me on YouTube at Fuzzy Belvedere, all all together one word. Um, and yeah, I definitely need to get into more content as far as for uh, 
GT7 has a, a recent update and Forza just had a, or it's about to have an update for uh, motorsport as well. So look forward to some content on that, but uh, thank, thank everyone in the chat for joining us, um, taking the time out of your day to, to watch us and greatly appreciate uh, you guys hitting the like button while you're here. Uh, Thank you for taking your time to to watch us. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. And uh, last and certainly not least, folks, Web Dave, not only does he do some of the best one-on-one interviews in the business, and he just dropped a big one. That's right, folks. He got a chance to sit down with Jez Corden of Windows Central and the Xbox Two podcast. And I got a chance to sit down with Jez last Thursday. If you missed it, it's up on the channel. Go check it out. Jez had some really, really good points of you as he always does and more importantly you have a show each and every sunday called the gamers council podcast with retry from game pass underscore daily sell the brand brother tell everyone where they can check you out on social media and strike up a conversation more importantly subscribe to your youtube channel thanks boom for having me on and of course fuzzy always great to work with you the man that works way too hard uh, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and and Paris again. Thank you so much. Uh, much respect to you and all everything you do, and um, and we mean that because we do, uh, we do love your work, man. And uh, and uh, thank you so much for being here today. It was very nice of you to, to jump on. Uh, the chat uh, hopefully was at least tolerable. Sorry, guys, yeah. but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, passionate gamers will be passionate, and uh, man, we definitely uh, had a great show uh, last night. I had uh, Dirt uh, Greedy on, uh, and he you know he likes the TTS, and then we had uh, uh, Plume uh, Tony from Plume Network on, um, and it was it was a really good show last night. It's it's up now if everybody wants to watch the, the replay. Uh, but yeah, the the interview with. Um, with Jess Gordon has dropped and it's live now. So looking forward to that. And uh, I know that pretty soon, uh, I don't know if it's this week coming up or next week. Um, and it's going to be big for all content. People are going to be talking about the Keeleys, the game awards. Yes. The nominations will drop soon. And, mm-hmm. uh, whoo, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know how they're going to the, pick it this year. It's so just... many games that should be nominated, not necessarily win, but nominated for game of the year that, there's going to probably be some hurt people, and I'm sure we're going to hear and talk all about it on all can, of Can I give podcasts. you a small insight? Yes. Sure, sure, sure. So I get to vote on that, and uh, oh, awesome. it, it, it was tough. Very tough. Oh, I bet it was. Across it's... the very various categories, because there's so many deserving games that the, the, the joke that we've had internally is, it doesn't matter who wins what, somebody's going to be upset, and they, yeah. them being upset is going to be valid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it just is because that's how many great go. games are this year. It's, it's again from January to obviously, I think the, they stop in November. It's just been yeah. a plethora of experiences on every platform, on every level. One of the best years of gaming. To AAA to indie. It's, I don't know how I would pick, uh, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm st- like, I, I did I, a PTK Blam, great friend of the community. Did an amazing tweet and he's out there and he's like just just you know as we get closer to the year do your top three and uh i did stuff and and it was and shout out <laughs> to the black harry potter who was like boom what happened i thought hogwarts was number one unfortunately <laughs> hogwarts has fallen to three but it's okay it's okay and he understood he understood it's for him it's game of the year That's um cool. but listen ladies and gentlemen a big thank you for 
all of the incredible support. I'm going to get to every single message and super chat. We're just going to get everyone out of here. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. By all means, uh, like I said, uh, your, your opinions are valid. They are incredibly important, and I certainly appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hopefully it is uh, an uneventful week, and we can get to the weekend quick enough. G gentlemen, I'll see you later. See you on Friday, boom. All right. All right. Yes, thank you. Certainly will. Later. Okay, so folks, I am going to start with the super chats and the channel members. And like I said, if you don't mind, hang out a bit. You know, if you if you have another question, I'll go back and forth to the chat. I'll try and answer everything I can. I don't mind hanging around for another forty minutes. Let's just say we make this a a two hour affair instead of it being, uh, you know, uh, you know, a regular ninety minute show. The first member chat of the day comes the way of Adidas Twenty Zero, who's been a channel member for ten months. He says. Time for Uncle Phil to push pure Xbox and rely on its own media group. The Xbox hate will increase by the day. Like, look, I I am never going to be in the camp where I say that the whole gaming media is biased. I am going to stand on this square, and I'm not moving, and I'm not budging, to say that IGN as a conglomerate, not as a singularity kind of a thing, not blaming, you know, all of their journalists. As a conglomerate, I feel that they have a bone to pick with Xbox. That's my tinfoil hat-wearing conspiracy theory. I could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong. But you know what? The proof is in the paper, as Mrs. Boom likes to say. And the last three scores, even though... There are different reviewers, and the and the reviewers are entitled to their opinion. I think that they are skewed, but that's just my take on it. Adidas twenty zero drops an outstanding twenty dollar super chat and says, "A pony told me I rent games off of Game Pass. I say ten bucks a month, upwards of eight hundred games. You spend seventy dollars for one game, beat it in a week, and trade it in a GameStop for twenty five bucks." And then it's resold for $55. Game Pass is an option, uh, not a force. Look, um, the value proposition should lead your opinion as where you play the most or where you spend your money. I, I spent $90 on Spider-Man because I bought the Deluxe Edition. There has not been a Sony first-party game that I have not bought, either the Collector's Edition or the, the the digital deluxe edition for 90 bucks. I don't buy the regular one. I just don't. I, I, I like the little extras. Sometimes they're stupid outfits. I like it. But we have to be fair here. Spider-Man 2, I think I have like 20 hours in. And I haven't beaten it yet. And I'm probably not going to beat it until I have maybe 35 hours, maybe 40 hours. Because I'm like one of those knuckleheads that likes doing the pigeon farts missions. I try to do them all. Like I, I, I see something pop. I'm a map guy. Everyone knows that. And I will, when I'm playing as my Miles and you know his uh, the Prowler things pop up on the map, I go. When I'm playing as Peter and something else pops up where I'm beating up bad guys, I go. So it's gonna be 40 hours before I beat that game. Am I getting my money's worth? For me, I am. You know, but there's some people that are going to be that in a weekend and be like, ah, I spent 70 bucks and I, I don't feel I got my money worth. Okay. Um, but you can't argue 
that for $17 or $16.99 that you're getting games like Forza and, and, and Starfield and next year Call of Duty on top of Avowed and, uh, you know, just your favorite first party game is going to be in there. And Microsoft has probably the most first party studios and IPs in gaming. So, yeah, it, 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 the re- whole renting game thing, I never got. Never got that because you can buy the game if you want and you get it as a discount. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolfpack drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, Yeah, boom, this isn't Spider Man 2. You're getting your money's worth in Modern Warfare 3 campaign. LOL. I mean, look, by the time I'm done, I'm going to have 15 hours in, in my first run. Right, like I'm, at, I'm just just a pinch out of 13 hours now. I think I'm at the second to last mission. There's one more, I believe, after, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm playing it just as I would normally play these types of games, and I'm almost, I'm going to be 15 hours in before I beat it. Is it worth it? Well, it is going to be for me because I'm going to play through it again. I'm going to definitely run through it to mop up the achievements because I'm really having a good time with it. But Game Shark. Drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Quantum, game of the year, love so much, it literally gets blown. <laughs> I mean, look, it, 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 when that game is like five or ten bucks, I'm not gonna front. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it when when it's or or, or if it's in the service, because I, I I cancel my my PlayStation Network stuff. I'm not doing that for $160 a year. I'm just not doing that. Uh so if it drops into the service before March when my subscription expires. Then I'll play it. I'll give it the old college effort. Um, but I'm not, I wouldn't buy that for 70 bucks. That's just ridiculous. Um, we have the artist gamer. Welcome to the program, artist. Thank you so much for the very generous $10 super chat. Says, I don't understand taking one part of, of, of the complete package and putting out a score and then suggesting that people pay 70 bucks for the campaign. It's a lie. I mean, I. I, I can't argue there. I, I, I don't understand. I, I always under I, I'm always always okay with the review and process, meaning that they're gonna give you a written word of what they played. And he's either gonna the he or she is either gonna like it or hate it. And you can read it. And you know, when when is the complete review coming out? When when zombies comes out and, and when the multiplayer comes out. Because what if the multiplayer, and that's my thing, what if the multiplayer is a banger like it, it's it's not for me i'm not gonna play it i'm I'm telling you folks i'm i'm just not gonna play it because i'm not a call of duty guy i'm a halo guy um i just i just find it again please folks this is my personal opinion clicks matter for these for these conglomerates especially ign they know they know they know they know they're gonna get the clicks from us who are going to see this for and be like, are you freaking kidding me? So do they do this review out of the norm and review just a pinch to kind of throw the four out there to get the engagement? You heard Paris literally, he said it. He says negative engagement, unfortunately, what does it, what does it do? It brings the click. So, I mean, is it purposeful? That's that's entirely up to you. You have to make that decision. If you're asking me, my answer is that it is absolutely purposeful. That's just me. Um, uh, Jean-Marc Lewis drops a very generous 
$2 super chat and says, turn his mic off. There's media bias. Uh, Jean Marc, I, I, I listen, he's, he's not biased. He has his opinions and he's absolutely entitled to it. And come on. I mean, how rude would that be? Um, but I appreciate the generosity, brother. Thank you. Bold Alpha Wolfpack drops an additional two $5 super chats. And he says, Paris, can you speak to the tweet boom mentioned specifically in context? And I don't remember. Is that the hey, I'm trying to think now. I'm doing this on the fly because I don't have the notes in front of me. What did Paris say that I, I was I was um, interested in? Um, I, it, when it comes to me, because I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of things that I'm, I'm the only guy here. So just bear with me. I'll, I'll try and remember because I'm old. Sorry. Um, bold Alpha Wolf Pack. Drops an additional $5 super chat and says, I don't think it's just an opinion because people make purchases specifically on these reviews. There's credibility there. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I can tell you this. I've never used a review as, as to buy my game. I, I'm because I'm invested in the, in the industry, but not everyone does that. The normies that Paris was talking about his neighbor, for instance, of 17 years, he buys Madden. He buys Call of Duty. He buy, you know, he he, buy, he buys what the normies buy, and you know he's probably going to buy this regardless of what IGN says because he said it. He buys Call of Duty every year, um, but could it hurt? Could could a could? And that's the thing when you see a four, like doesn't that make you just like kind of stop in your track? You're like, what am I reading here? They did, did the printer put the wrong number? Is this a, is a typo? That's what I said when I first read. I says, Are you kidding me? But if folks, what did I say two weeks ago? Go back, pull the pull the tapes. I said this is going to be one of the lowest reviewed Call of Duties in the history of the brand. Now you can you can equate that to it's sucking and saying that it's more. Um, the multiplayer, the free-to-play game than it is the actual campaign. I don't think that. See, those are orange boxes. I'm a loot guy. And when I see those things, I go running because I'm going to get a new gun. I'm, and, and I'm excited. I, like I said, I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, whole grain bread. And uh, he's been a channel member for three months. And I, Paris might even be listening. He says, my bad, Paris. I actually am a fan of yours. Sorry for the harshness. I thought you were a troll pretending to be Harris. I'll take the L. That's the gentleman thing to do right there. And I'm sure that if he's listening, he's 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 okay with it because Paris, you know, he he's like a duck. He water just rolls, trolls just roll off his back. He he doesn't take anything to heart unless you 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 get personal like some people have. And you know, when you start talking about people's families, I gotta tell you, this is when you know. The old saying is don't mess with the bulls. You get the horns, right? Don't do that. Don't don't talk about people's families. Um, Raiden Blade drops a very generous five-pound super chat and says bonuses are linked to scores for some companies. The survival of a game or dev depends on the scoring when a game is scored way out of the score zone. I mean, look, I'm going to say this. When I put these shows out, folks, you don't understand the work that goes behind the scenes because I am a high integrity kind of a dude. That's how my pops were. 
my, what, what my pops was. Honor, integrity, credibility, responsibility. These, these, these things are what raised me to be the man that I am. And if a game sucks, you have every right to tell the world that this game sucks. But I'm sorry to say the media has become so pointed and so focused of getting their negative opinion out so they can drive engagement. It sickens me. And I think that that ultimately, not every reviewer at IGN does this, but there is something to be said about a majority of the reviews that come out of IGN are based on how many clicks they can get. That is my opinion. You may disagree. You may agree. But that's why I give them the stink face. I'm sorry. I don't, don't trust IGN. And after what Dan Stapleton said, that is, he is the reviews editor. Everything, every review comes across his desk. And if he has a hard on for Xbox and Microsoft because of, let's say, consolidation, he's going to make it known through the reviews and he's going to change reviews based on his bias. That's my opinion. I'm never going to stop thinking about that. The same way I think GameSpot and, and Kotaku. Those, mag th th those publications, folks, are as good to me as the inquirer that you find when you're paying for your groceries. That disgusting rag, that's what they are to me. Now, how, how, are there good journalists? Are there good publications? One of my favorites, VGC. Absolutely love what they do there. Do I agree all the time? No. But I love, love VGC. I get a lot of my stuff from them. Um, let's see. We have the artist gamer in the chat drops an additional ten dollars super chat. And folks, this is pretty interesting. He says, "I work for Activision, and I am under NDA and cannot speak beyond that. I will say many of us feel some restructuring within and dialed back on the annual release would be welcomed. First of all, dude, welcome to the program. That is crazy. Uh, and second of all." I, I am I'm not a designer. I'm not a game designer, dude. I I started to actually go to school while I was a cop. I was doing both, and when I started to learn C plus and C plus plus, I kind of took my foot off the gas. I I stopped. Well, one it was it was a lot. You know, you you being a cop and and going to school at the same time very difficult to do, but I did not want to learn how to. I didn't want to know how the the, the soup was made. I didn't want to know, so I stopped. Um. I would love to see you folks over at Activision. I don't care what team you're on, whether it be Infinity Ward, whether it be Treyarch, uh, whether it be any of the support studios. I'd love to see a two-year schedule um, so you guys can make other games. That's my biggest thing. Like, we all want a prototype, right? Who doesn't want a prototype? I want a prototype in the worst way. I want to see Toys for Bob potentially make a kart racer with Xbox characters. That's what I need in my life. I want a Banjo-Kazooie 3, whatever you're going to call it. So, first of all, thank you, brother, for the generosity. And thank you for, for dude, for being here. That's freaking awesome. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolfpack drops an additional $5 super chat and says, so IGN doesn't have a credible meta metric for review understood. I actually pulled, if you go to, if you go, to, if you type in IGN review, you're going to be taken to where they, there's actual a breakdown of what 10 means versus what all the way one means. 
Now, I know that that's been changed over the years. Um, I don't think that they, they're held to... I, look, a four is just... That's just ridiculous. That is just so ridiculous. I don't even know what to say. Uh, you saw for the first hour and change of the show, that's real gameplay. I'm sorry it was so dark. It's a lot of it is dark, and you know, obviously Halo's really bright, so you can see it better. Let's see if I can go in into the video and, and lighten it up a bit. That's the game. It, it did that, did did that look like a four to you? Because I'm telling you, folks, I'm not capping. For me, it's like an it's like an eight. I'm going to see whether or not I I kind of go to an eight five depending on the last two levels, what that looks like. And and then, of course, when I'm playing through it again, because I want to play through the game again. That's how much fun I had, but that's just me. Um, Gamer by Choice drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Fuzzy, scoring drives too much money to change, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. Those numbers, man, they drive clicks. If they, Like I said, if they put a four there, man, people are going to be... In, engage potentially positively if you're anti you know call of duty and if you're someone that likes call of duty like four this is ridiculous that's what that's the engagement uh raiden blade drops an additional five pound super chat and says if bonuses weren't influenced by metacritic we wouldn't give an s about reviewers but a bad review gets a lower chance to a sequel where is days gone to I mean, you know, he's not wrong because of the Metacritic stuff. Days Gone, uh, uh, the second one, which they had ready to rock and roll, was they were told straight up by by Sony, no. So he's on to something. Um, let's see. Highlander 001 drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, my friends and I got modern, modern Warfare 3 for zombies. You see, and... There you go. There are a lot of people that buy the game that don't even buy the game for the campaign. They won't play the campaign. I, I highly doubt I'm going to play the multiplayer. I just, I'm just not. Um, Gamer by choice drops an additional five dollar super chat and says, "Paris, much respect for you having gaming conversations, coming to the show to have conversations. Much respect to the panel for being awesome. That's very kind of you. And yes, we do thank." Uh, Paris for hanging out with us for over an hour. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, Raiden Blade drops an additional two pounds. Super Chat and says dashboard ad was perfect. Reminder to casuals. Yeah, I mean, look, it's gonna. Be, it, they had to do something, right? Like this is the first time they've had marketing since the Xbox 360 marketing left with the end of that console generation. It's been with Sony since the Xbox One days. So yes, they 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 absolutely had to do something. But next year it's going to be in Game Pass, which is dope. I mean, that's 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 worth its weight in gold. Uh, Leonard Herrera, great, 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 great friend of the community, great friend of the program. He drops a very generous two dollars super chat. Says Gamer Tag Radio, lots and lots of love. Yeah, dude, I found them when they first started, and uh, I still listen. Bold Alpha Wolfpack, wow, dude, he drops an additional very generous ten. Dollar Super Chat says, I believe an editor at IGN came out on one of the biggest media platforms and said, Xbox, if you were, if you said Xbox, you with will receive considerable uh, consequences if you do exclusivity. Just my take on the matter. Yes, that was Dan Stapleton. He actually said that in a tweet, and he has not taken that tweet down, which tells me 
that he is as ballsy as he is angry at consolidation. He doesn't care. Uh, he's the review editor. It's his way or the highway. And well, that's just what happened. Now, again, I don't know what happened with this review. Uh, could it have been a Because a lot of people like, like you heard Paris. He said that the, at the lowest he can see it is a six. For me, not bad. That's his opinion. Awesome. Me, the fun, the fun factor of playing that game. What had me stop Spider-Man? Dude, I'm playing so many games now, it's gross. I'm playing Halo. I'm playing Alan Wake. I'm playing Starfield. I'm playing um, uh, uh, Mario Wonder. I, it, I, I, I'm, in the, I'm doing the cardinal sin of gaming, and that is playing too many effing games. I, I, I can't be a, not be playing like Alan Wake or like RoboCop. Oh, my God. What a great surprise if you are a fan of the film you need to buy this game it is so freaking fun and it's such a throwback such a cheesy throwback to the to the films I, that's all i can say um let's see we have highlander 001 uh drops an additional two dollars super chat says i would love to have forge and call of duty you're not the first person to say that i've heard a lot of people say that that would be kind of cool um, Lorin in the chat says Sony slash IGN equals I got nothing. LOL. I mean, they don't really have anything outside of Spider Man, which you know you you can take it or leave it. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. I'm not gonna front. Um, Rosh Impenger drops a very generous ten dollar super chat and says I don't want AI in my games. I don't want the inconsistencies AI brings. I can get the same dialogue if I reload a save or if I try to reproduce your gameplay. Use AI for lighting like Snapdragon 3. That's very interesting. Like I said, I'm not a developer, so I but I know what Snapdragon uh, as, as, a, as an entity is. Uh, we have uh, Eternal Shaddai, who's been a channel member for three months. Brother, thank you for the generosity. He says, good afternoon, everyone in panel. Well, good afternoon, afternoon to you, kind sir. And the last two super chats of the day come the way of Bold Alpha Wolfpack. Brother, thank you so much for the generosity. The first one, he says, would you rather stand in line of a 300 plus consumers uh, or customers or place your order on? Uh, no, he meant consumers or customers, uh, customers or place your order online and pick it up five minutes um, we're already there, people. I mean, yeah, that's what the apps are for. Like I said, I, we don't do fast food like we like did years ago. We try to eat, you know, we order from a local restaurant because we like supporting local. That's our quote unquote, but it's a, it's a mom and pop place, kind of like double barrel gaming, but they make really good pizza and subs. So, <laughs> um, bold alpha wolf pack drops an additional $5 super chat and says, are you are are you only reading super chats at the end of the show because it's coming quite frankly not saying I don't dig it I just want to know no the reason why I did it the, the those two particular shows bold alpha wolf pack is because you know when you have a guest or you have a big panel I know that you guys come here to listen to our opinions and I think that you know for time's sake I, I'm this is again, this is a small operation. We don't pay these guys and gals to be here, you know, so you want to respect their time. Normally, this is a 90 minute show. And when you get this many super chats, it's I, I don't want to not read them. So I'll stay behind 
and read them out of respect for people like yourself who donate because you, we, we're not owed anything to do these shows. We do this out of the love of the community and for gaming. And in some instances, not always, when there are so many, it would take away from the show that for like 30 minutes, I read Super Chats. When you're not here, you're here to talk about the, the topics. So I kind of do it on two points. One, out of respect for you folks, the listener, and of course, the panel members. And more importantly, the second part is I don't want anyone to not get their Super Chat run uh, read. So I don't want to run through it. If there's a question, I want to be able to take the time to answer. So normally I will read them as they they come in. But like today we had Paris Lilly and, you know, obviously he's busy and we don't want the show to be more than uh, an hour, not 90 minutes, because Dave and Fuzzy they have other things to do. So that 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 is the reasoning behind it, brother. I hope that explains it. But ladies and gentlemen, once again, I want to say a big thank you for hanging out uh, for and being as generous as you have been. Uh, obviously, this generosity, we get to turn it into the big, uh, the big uh, contests and the giveaways that we have. We had one in September. We had one in November. And the biggest one we've ever done as a small channel is coming up. For the end of December, Mrs. Boomstick and I are giving away $1,500 worth of prizes. We're giving away 10 $100 gift cards to your choice, Steam, PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo eShop, or, and or uh, $250 gift cards to your choice of platform. Now, if you are one of the winners and you live outside of the Americas, like we sent to send a winner to uh, money to Puerto Rico, we sent a, a winner who lived in Argentina, their 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 prize. If you are outside of the Americas, you still win your prize. We have to use PayPal to keep us safe and protected, but we will send you the, your prize winnings even if you're outside of the country, because again, we're one of the few channels to do that. Something we're very proud to do. So with that said, folks, let me get out of here because I'm going to lose my voice. I'm I'm out, I'm out of water. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget tomorrow at uh, 12 p.m. We'll be back here for the Xbox Factor podcast on Wednesday, folks. We are going to have Dirt Griggity joining myself and the Primetime Gaming team at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on new episode of Primetime Gaming. And, of course, we'll have shows for the remainder of week Thursday and Friday. Um, enjoy the rest of the day. Be safe. Enjoy gaming on whatever console you enjoy gaming. And, of course, folks, I'm going to close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. And That's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the xbox lunch break special